Hello and happy 1st of September. Do you remember? Sorry. Happy 1st of September that I couldn't help that. But welcome to the ABCs of Weight Loss podcast series where I'll be taking you through every single letter of the alphabet and relating it to something to do with weight loss and to help you. So these podcast episodes are short. Some of them are short, some of them are long and some of them took two episode recordings so you're in for a jam-packed session. We've got accountability, keto, we have got weight loss, we've got all of those things. So you are in for a treat. Don't forget to make sure that the emails are going into your inbox and not going to spam because that's how you're going to be able to get these podcasts i cannot wait for you to listen to day one through to 26 all the way to the middle of september september is full season and i absolutely love full season if you are somebody who wants to reach out to me during the season during the season during the sessions please do reach out at va nutrition coaching over on the gram if you want to reach out via email do please do so support at va nutrition coaching.co.uk now i'm actually going to stop talking so you can get on and listen to this episode now we're getting into the juicier topics now i am at I from the ABCs of weight loss and we are talking about investment. Now you may have heard investment and associate it with investment banks, investment bankers, those people have lots of money, they have posh houses, they have big houses, they have many cars, more cars than people can drive in their actual household. But that's not the type of investment that I'm talking about today. Today I am talking about your health is an investment, not an expense. Now when it comes to spending money, I love to spend money, especially when it's the budget at work and we've got to use it resourcefully we've got to use it wisely I love to spend that money and make sure that it's spent on people who actually one need a job and actually need to be invested in now when it comes to some of the things that we spend money on one of the things that I know that I would absolutely spend money on is shopping I love clothes I love buying new clothes I love the feeling of going into the clothes stores and buying new clothes and that feeling of having lots of bags more bags than your actual body can carry and I just love that feeling food shopping I'm not a fan of but clothes shopping I am absolutely a fan of now one of the things that I used to spend a lot of money on was takeaway takeaways takeaways eating out those things I read I really 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 did spend money on and the thing when I did that I used to say that I had no money and the reason why I had no money is because I was feeding my insecurity in the takeaways in McDonald's in KFC in Subway in chicken and chip shops because it was cheap it was cheap and convenient and it filled me up to the point one, two pieces of chicken and chips and a drink, one ninety nine. That's what I had every single day. And I'd also have some American double chocolate chip cookies. I would have four of those and a glass of full fat milk. And that is what my diet was. In the day when I was at college, coming from 16 and not having many luxury items or enough money to be able to buy food, when I actually got, a, they called it an education maintenance allowance. And that was for parents that, who were on, or children that were on a low income family. And I fought £30 or $30, wherever you're from, that was like having 300 pounds in my pocket a week now that I'm an adult 300 pounds doesn't really go far if you've got lots of bills to pay but you make it work but that 30 pounds was like oh my goodness it was like 300 pounds and what I did I didn't save it I didn't invest in my health I didn't don't go to the gym I went straight to the big yellow arches and that's what I did Monday to Thursday that's what I would do when I got home I'd eat more chicken and chips and I'd eat cookies past full there was no feeling of you know stop eating because you're full up that's what I did Monday to Thursday Friday I was off and so I did the same thing without McDonald's on a Friday that was my routine. Saturdays, 
Fridays I would go shopping because I was lonely and I didn't like being alone and I would also buy Chinese. Now years later I developed acid reflux but at the time I didn't know what it was. I just felt that there was a burning sensation in my throat and in my chest and the doctor looked into my throat and said you need to you need to cut back on the fizzy drinks that you're drinking and you need to cut back on the fast food that you're eating. Now because of the unhealthy attachment and relationship that I built up with food and many of you can even relate you know you've got that unhealthy attachment to food as if it is a living person you go to it when you're happy you go to it when you're sad you go to it when you're angry you go to it at all times of the day the only thing is food can't talk back to you that's the only thing and if it did wow that would be it that would be it for you right so like that doctor told me I was at the place where I'm like nope I was high with rejection high with insecurities I just wasn't in a position to deal with my feelings and you know you know those people you know those people that come to you and they want to help you and they ask you loads of questions these people ask me too many questions my mentor at the time I was 18 when I gave my life to Christ and started going to church again I was 18 and my mentor really knew that there was something troubling me and she pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed till I remember crying hot tears down my cheeks and one of the things that she said to me I'll never forget it she said to me I hated to put you in that position but I could see that that thing was holding you back and I was listening to a scripture earlier on today now I'm going to share it with you I was listening to it and I listened to it in the message version there are a few different versions translations you might be familiar with the King James version um, and other versions like that but I was listening to this particular verse and I was listening to it and I was like oh my gosh that happens to us when we are trying to lose weight now when you're trying to eat healthy and you're trying with all your might trying 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 you start a diet and then you're good for about a week your words quote-unquote good for a week and then you seem to sabotage yourself now this particular passage if you are a Christian you're listening to this this is where Paul is talking about Romans being doing the sin that he doesn't want to do but he so gets caught he gets caught up and goes back to do what he doesn't want to do so this is what the context of this scripture is if you're not a Christian this this is this is a book in the Bible that he is writing to the people in Romans the the church in Romans Rome and he is talking to them about this and he's he is these letters I love these letters because they're encouraging and Paul's one of my favorite Bible characters because he identifies with me and so many things that I try not to do but then I end up doing them again So this is where the idea came from for me to read it. It says, Romans 7 verse 17 to 20 in the message version, but I need something more. For if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realise that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. Now, if you read that and you replace the word sin, now I'm not changing the Bible for anybody that's a Christian here, but if you think about this in the context of losing weight, I need something more. So you could say to yourself, you know what, I've tried this, I've tried diets, but it's not working for me. So I need something more. So for I know what to do, but I just can't seem to keep doing it. And if the power of temptation keeps sabotaging my best intentions to lose weight, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes and I can will it, which is the whole like willpower, but I can't do it. So no matter how much willpower you have, you realize that you can't do it and you decide that you want to be good this week. This is the week that you decide you want to be good. But when the weekend comes you don't really do it so then you make the decision this weekend I decide not to do bad 
but you do it anyway. My decisions such as they are don't result in actions. So though you are willpower, you try to be like, you know, what, I'm going to be good this time. I'm going to lose weight for good this time. I'm going to do it. Despite having all the willpower in the world, my decisions such as they are don't result in actions. So with all the willpower in the world, with all of the motivation, with all of the affirmations, with all of the I will not eat carbs, with all of that, they result in no actions. So we say sometimes we can get to that place, talk, talk, but when it comes to walking the walk, we don't have the walk. And so Paul goes on to say, so Paul is a person who wrote this book. So he continues to say something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel and that's just when I least expect it, they they take charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. That could be like you saying I've tried every diet and nothing seems to help. I'm overweight, nothing seems to be shifting. I've been in a calorie deficit all week. I've been good all week. I'm not losing weight, nothing seems to be shifting. I'm at the end of my row. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. Now, I was listening to that for me, like my whole Bible reading and my whole Bible teaching and stuff. But as I was listening to it, I heard the voice of you. So whether you're Christian or not, I heard your voice so loud. It was as if you were speaking to me through that Bible scripture. And I'm hearing the voice of many women crying out when it comes to weight loss. Now, this passage of scripture is not talking about weight loss. It's talking about sin and doing the things that separate us from God and doing things wrong and we constantly gravitate to our sinful nature more than gravitating to the things of God that's what they're talking about he's talking about and he's, he's encouraging us but it was just literally as I was hearing it I was like oh my gosh yes you have you ever listened to one of those podcasts and you're like oh my gosh yes this is amazing and then as I was walking down the road I was thinking to myself this is why people love podcasts because you can listen to something you can go back to it you can rewind it and you listen to it once and you hear it again and you hear something completely different now I've read this scripture for so many years and Today, I heard something different. I heard this on the voice of many women that I'm encouraging today through the power of my voice in this podcast episode and the coaching when we have a one-to-one session. And so when it comes to that, there is a way out. This scripture goes on to talk about the answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. Now, I'm going to put that is the answer is that you can lose weight and women do. Now, the answer is my coaching program. The answer is finding a personalized plan that works for you. The answer is renewing renewing your mindset, being transformed by changing the way you think. The answer is finding what works for you and sticking to that and learning how to have a healthy relationship with yourself, food and your mindset and taking step by step. I want you to understand that concept, once you understand that principle and talking about the letter I, once you invest and once you understand that your health is an investment, not an expense, this is where things begin to shift and begin to change. Now I was talking about, before I remembered this scripture, what I was talking about is some of the things that we like to spend money on. 
on. I was talking about shopping. I was talking about takeaways and eating out. Now, when I used to be lonely, that's what I used to do all the time, shop and then eat out. But then that's when I started to get acid reflux. The food started to affect my body. Most of the food that I was eating was not nutrient-dense foods. Though it tasted good, believe me, it still tastes good to this day, but it made me physically sick. Now, when it comes to expense, think about some of the things that you consistently spend money on. You will, without a shadow of a doubt, every single month buy this thing. Whether it's a subscription, whether it's a food item, whether it's a physical item, you will not negotiate on putting this thing into place. And there are things that you have to buy in order for you to live, in order for you to survive. And one of those things is food. Clearly, we have to buy food in order to survive. You have to have a home to live in. Those things are non-negotiable investments. That's not an expense. But when it comes to other things, we tend to spend money on things that we don't necessarily need. Do we need another pair of vans in white if we've got a pair in black? No, we want them, but we don't necessarily need to buy them. Does your child actually need a, another Lion King toy or another Toy Story toy? Whatever toy that they have, do they need another one in a different color? Now, many of us can justify that. And I used to justify it myself, but I need it because I just want it in a different color. And I end up, end up only using the item once or twice. And then that's when we can begin to think like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money. But one of the things that I always, always, always say is your mindset needs to change. Your health is an investment, not an expense. And here's why you should actually take the time to invest in your health so you get a lifelong return. Now, it's the obvious one. You only get one life. You only get one life in terms of your body, your physical body. You only get one body. And it's about really investing in your body so you get the best returns out of it. So you're investing it in your mind, you're investing it in your body, you're investing it physically, you get investing in it emotionally. And it's also about taking care of your body so that if your goal is to be here longer for your children, when you're making that investment, you are fulfilling out that and your children are reaping the returns because you're here each and every year and each and every day that you intentionally input those foods into your body that are nutrient dense and you spend more time focused on the nutrient dense foods. Nobody's saying that you can't have the foods that you enjoy but they will have to be reduced if you are used to having those things three times a day every single day every single week every single month then when you begin to actually invest in your health invest in your mind invest in your confidence those are the you will begin to reap the returns in your body physically if you're somebody who your body actually buckles under the weight of your body under the weight of your fat, your body physically cannot handle it, your bones grit together, so you've got osteoporosis now, and you're young, you're not of that age, but because of your weight, your body is degenerating, and when you start to invest in that, you will begin to see that there will be improvements in that, you'll be seeing improvements in your weight, improvements in your thinking, improvements in your brain, improvements in your body, your breathing, the list of investment returns are immense, they're amazing, and so here are some of the ways that you can invest in your health. Fill your pantry, fill your fridge, fill your cupboards with nutrient-dense foods. Now, sometimes perception may be fast food is fast. That's why it's called fast food, quick and convenient. And they have to put their prices at a place where they can continue to get your service. But if your continued service is putting your health at risk, do you want to continue to do that? Do you want to continue to have fast foods, processed snacks, treats and sugary biscuits and all of that stuff at the detriment? of your health. When you deal with those blockages, when you deal with those barriers, that's when your
not opening up opportunities to think new things, to think thoughts that are righteous, thoughts that will give you life. Those thoughts are the ones that you want to have on a day-to-day basis. Now, it may take time for you to recalibrate and refocus your mind. Now, if you're somebody who's a car driver, when you align the car tires to recalibrate your car tires, if you've ever had a car where your car tires are off and you've got the two tires at the front, they're certainly the front tires, the back tires don't get affected, but you've got the two tires at the front, a slight change in the calibration and a slight change in how the tires are aligned will send the car veering to the left or the car veering to the right. And you can see that when you're on a dual carriageway or you're on a high speed motorway, or you will notice either the steering wheel starts to shudder when you're driving at high speeds or your car starts to veer to the right and that's because your tires are out of alignment and they need to be recalibrated they need to be refocused and then they're realigned to continue the course that's set before them so they're not veering to the left that can take you into another lane of fast approaching oncoming traffic and that's the same thing when it comes to your mindset when you invest in your mindset and when you invest in your health you are recalibrating your body you're recalibrating your mindset and the return on your investment is is that you get to stay around longer for your children, is that you're more confident with looking at yourself naked and clothed, is that you don't have to wear oversized baggy clothes, is that you don't have to be people who are slimmer than you, you don't have to hide when people are trying to take photos of you, you don't have to do any of those things. But when you make that investment in your mindset, in your health, when you're intentional about the things that you're putting in your mind and also your body, you begin to get these long-term returns. And the next one is, when was the last time that you had a physical MOT? Keeping in line with the car now I remember a few months ago my car MOT failed now I went into the car place nonchalant right I went in it like oh it's okay it will pass it's all right it will pass now the thing is I can't see underneath the car I get in I start the engine turn the ignition and I drive then the mechanic is telling me you need to change this or you need to change that but I chose to ignore that I chose not to have a service and I chose to wait from one year to another to have my full car assessment now this assessment determines whether your car is roadworthy to continue being driving on the road if your car isn't roadworthy what happens is you don't only put yourself in danger but you put other people on the road in danger and so When you are doing this, schedule in regular MOT appointments for your body because you cannot see what's going on on the inside. And so the MOT, I was nonchalant. I was like, yeah, it's going to pass. This was when COVID was high. We were in lockdown and some of the shops were open. They were the essential shops and they came out and told me it's failed. I was like, huh? What do you mean? I was surprised. But when I got down to the MOT, that continuing to go over the bumps and the lumps and the scrapes and all of that kind of stuff that I couldn't see, I thought everything was all right. I failed. I failed the MOT and I had to fix the very thing in order for me to get my car out of that place. They do not allow you to go out of the car mechanic place or the garage. They don't allow you to take your car out unless it passes. Find the money from wherever you have to find the money, but it's not going on the road until it's deemed as roadworthy. And that's the same when it comes to you. When you learn that your health is an investment, the second thing that you will do is book in MOT appointments, yearly appointments. That's the thing, when you're losing weight, that's one of the things that I advise my clients is to get regular blood work because you can see what's going on. You can get a clear picture of what's happening, where your metabolism is at if you've been chronically dieting. You can see all of these things and then we can make a plan as to how to build effective health so you can change and continue to get the results that you want to get that is a lifelong return. Changing your mindset is the biggest key to getting the results for your health. Remember, your health is an investment, not an expense. 
And just like that, friends, we've come to the end of today's episode in the ABCs of Weight Loss podcast series. I hope you have got some value from today. Now they say if you go back and listen to it a second time, you will get something different the second time round, the third time round than you did when you first listened to it. Now if you're somebody who wants to lose weight, get rid of those extra pounds that you're carrying that make you feel insecure about yourself, that make you hate your relationship with yourself and also make you hate your reflection that you see in the mirror. Now I used to hate looking in the mirror. In fact, I avoided looking in the mirrors for a number of years. And the reason why that was is because of a work colleague. I was already insecure about myself. I was already insecure about the way I look. And I was already insecure about the fact that I was aware that I was gaining weight, but I was afraid to deal with the issues that caused me to be overweight in the first place. They ridiculed me in front of my colleagues and the whole team by laughing at a state and a picture of me. And that scarred me for a number of years. It caused me to get into arguments with family members when they were trying to pressure me to get into photos as well as friends. And what I would do is I would hide behind everybody else so the fat one wouldn't be seen in the front of the photo. And that happened for years. But it wasn't until I addressed the root causes, which was my rejection, which was my insecurities, and was my unhealthy attachment and relationship with food. I used food to cover up my insecurities, to cover up how I felt rejected by those people who were supposed to love me. But what happened is the very same foods that I was going to for comfort, they ended up making me sick. And I had hospital tests upon hospital tests, but they never ever found something wrong. All the time, the real issue was staring me in the face, but I was so afraid to address the real root cause. Now, if you can identify with some of the things that I've stuck there throughout today's episode and the rest of the episodes that you've listened to, then I want you to reach out to me. All the ways that you can reach out to me and work with me are in the show notes below. You can have a deep dive one-to-one session with me and we will go through an intense 90 minutes of working through what you've done in the past and the plan that you have for the future now if you're somebody who just needs that plan wants to know how many calories to track how many macros you should be tracking or whether or not macros is right for you but you just want a plan of nutrition and that it's personalized to you this would be beneficial for you if you're somebody who's a busy mom a busy professional and you've never really put into perspective the way that you eat your relationship that you have with food you're good at being there for every else your spouse your friends your partner your family your colleagues your clients you're there for everybody else but when it comes to somebody filling your cup there's nobody there for you now if that's you you're good at putting everybody else above yourself but your health falls to the wayside and you want to learn the things as to how you can overcome that you want to have time to meal prep with your family so you're not always having takeaway every single day you can have them once or twice a week but you're also honing in on your abilities your skills to cook but you want somebody to walk through that with you for a six month accountability period then i encourage you to apply for the application this is a program for women who are serious about making changes and i will be your wing woman to get you there to help you really shift the fad diet cycle that you've been in for years you don't need to cut out carbohydrates you don't need to restrict yourself you don't need to do fad diets or get caught up in the diet culture any longer there is a way out friends and i'm here to help you can't wait to catch you in the next episode